0: Welcome to another episode of the Football Faithful Podcast. The Premier League is back and my name is Sam Steen and joining me this week on the pod are Peter Henry. Hi Peter.
1: How's it going, lads?
0: Uh, now Anthony Kelly's there as well. Hi Ant.
1: Hi right, lads, how are we doing? And
2: back from his
0: honeymoon, it's Carl Gwilliam. Hi Carl.
2: How we doing, Chaps? Everyone okay? Very good. How are you doing? Yeah, very, very good, Chaps. Very good.
0: Uh, well rested, I hope, and, uh, and ready to go. So let's start with the uh, moment of the weekend then. Peter, what have you got?
1: It's, for, for me, it, it's Maxi Pereira's goal uh, for Watford against uh, Wolves. It was just a, a thing of absolute beauty. You know the way the way he finished it with the outside of his left foot, his wrong foot, and it just spun gracefully into the top corner, like um, just an absolutely superb finish. Um, and I, I I could watch it all day. You know, I think it's very possible for a player to you know through coaching and and through practice to improve his. His weaker foot, uh, let's say, but I I don't. I think a finish like that with the outside of your wrong foot um, is just pure natural, God-given talent. I don't think you can you can coach someone all day and they're never ever going to be able to do what he did. Um, Yeah, like I said at the top, just an absolute thing of beauty. There, other goals we'll get goal of the season, but in a way, for me, that that's as good, you know, as good as a finish, as good
2: a finish as as you're likely to see, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, can't teach that. I was waiting for you to say, uh, Carl. What about you? What have you got?
2: Well, yeah, I must admit, I was gonna that finish. I was gonna mention as Pete said, because that was a beautiful finish, just with a flick of the outside of the boot. But I'll, I'll give my moment of the weekend to Sherlock' free strike against Cardiff, because that was another another beauty. And it's one of those goals as soon as you see it, you sort of go, ah, wow, yeah, that's a special, that's a special strike. Um, And Fulham, you know, in in a scrappy game, you thought that got Fulham off to a perfect start. But, you know, thank God Mr. Warnock got his first points and doubled their goal tally. But that was a terrific strike from uh, Scherler. So that one for me was the moment. Uh, More on that game later. And what about
3: you? My moment of the week was um, another moment of beauty to rival Pete, really, was um, Sean Dyke giving a physical demonstration of share-pulling on Match of the Day. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. If if he wants to demonstrate share-pulling, I'll take his word for it, yeah. It was fantastic.
0: Nice. Let's get into the games then. Chelsea 2, Man United 2. Peter, United couldn't hold out for the win, but there's signs of improvement there. What... If anything has changed over the last few games,
1: yeah. Well, I, I still w- would have serious doubts I- I- in the long term. You know, you know, I, I don't think it's too difficult to get up for a game like Chelsea when the world is watching. But I, I, I've used the phrase "mentally weak" about Man United a lot of their players for a long time. I think the problem is that they'll drop down a couple of levels when they come up against teams they're supposed to supposed to beat. I, I thought United were good. I wanted them to sack Mourinho before the international break, even though I've been a big defender of his. I just think it's He's kind of well. It very much looked like he'd, he'd lost the dressing room. I'm not sure that performance says he necessarily has them back. I just like I said, that's that's the kind of game you have to be up for, you know. Um, and maybe a lot of the criticism that the players have come in from stung them a bit. Uh, I, I kind of thought he got his tactics pretty spot on. Uh, the first half, Chelsea had loads of possession, but it was pretty much sterile. Um, and then to to concede uh, to concede from a corner with Pogba losing his man again who I'll get on to later on in the show. Um, but it was, it, even after, in, for the preceding corners afterwards, he still wasn't really able to mark Rüdiger. It was reminiscent of that time when he couldn't mark Lov- Lovren. Do you remember that comical mm-hmm. episode? So I thought his move to bring Mata in uh, was, was good. Although when I saw the team sheet, I thought we were going to get spanked because it looked actually too attacking. But he shut down Jorginho. Jorginho only had 65 passes, which is, which is like a fraction of what he'd normally do in each game. Chelsea got the goal, you know, from a from a corner. Obviously, um, obviously dominated possession, but weren't really on top. And then the second half, United looked, re- especially Marshall's finishes were just absolutely superb finishes. Mata key key role in both goals, and then um, yeah, it was really really good not to hold on. You know, United have only won there once in the last 16 years. So on paper, I probably would have taken a draw just because I, our record is so poor there. But when you get so close, you know, ninety-six minute, you think you're gonna you're gonna hold out, and uh, like what a header by David Luiz, like that 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 was like that was a fuck you, Mourinho header. He really the, was, the it really was. You me, like, <laughs> you know, he like he was doing everything he could to get onto that ball, um, and yeah, like gutting in the end, a good. I thought United overall were good. I thought first half not great, but not as bad as some people were making out, and in the second half, they they showed that they can, you know, they can. I think they dragged Chelsea into a battle a little bit, as Sarri said after, which suited them more. Um, But they definitely came out on top of that battle. And I think the decision to take Martial off, which was booed for Sanchez, was actually a really big, big mistake by Mourinho, even though I said I thought he got his tactics pretty spot on throughout the game because all Sanchez did when he came on was lose the ball uh, about four or five times. And then there was a really simple true ball to Lukaku as well. And he, he just knocked he, like it was a he just the pass was woeful. It was way, way too far in front of him. Um so I, I think taking Marshall off was, was was a really big mistake. But yeah, I, I still don't I still see a lot it's been a long, long, hard season for United if Mourinho stays. And even if he does go, it's it's gonna be a tough season. Like they're already they're seven points off the top four already, which is a lot. So it's going to be it's going to be a long, hard, tough season for Man United, and I still very much worry about us. We're terrible at Old Trafford now, uh, for some reason. Now, all are... Peter, we talked
0: about like wondering why they're so bad at the back when they were so good at the back last season. Now we know the defenders haven't really changed, and they're not any better than they were, but. For some reason, they've gotten so much worse. Should then I wonder? And do you think United should just go like gung ho for the rest of the season because they're they're very top heavy and they can put out a lot of yeah. really good attacking
3: players? Yeah, they can actually. Um, I mean, I, I jotted down here before the pod. You know, I, I actually feel f- think they look a lot better, a lot more mobile, and a lot more fluid with Martial and Mata in the team. Yeah, um, you know, Mata gives you that extra gear, that extra creative um, spark in the team. Um, I, I think M- Martial's his two finishes against Chelsea were fantastic. And if he can get some level of confidence and, and play even to a fraction of what we've seen him, you know, I think he can actually be a fantastic player for United. He just needs a bit of confidence and a bit of form. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of going gung ho, I'm not so sure because it, it's, it was a really good result for United on, you know, 2 2 at Stamford Bridge. I think most teams would take a draw there. But, unfortunately, because of the start of the season, they've had the knee points on the board. So, with such a weak back four, with such you know such a leaky defence, can they afford to bomb forward in every game? You know, it's it's going to be tough. I think the fans want to see more, you know, attacking football, more creativity. And I just think tweaking it slightly would help. You know, as, as Pete said, then Sanchez has come off the bench again. He's given the ball away a few times. He just doesn't seem to be playing with the verve that he had at Arsenal as well. So, Maybe they just need to tweak their attack. I'd, I'd certainly start Mata and Martial for the next few games and just see if you can get them, you know, get some sort of partnership, some sort of awareness going between the two of them.
1: It, it really looks like Mourinho's kind of, I think, uh, psychologically maybe uh, affected the central defender, Sam, because he made no secret of it during the summer. And it's it's a very mm. true point that... You know, they the second best defence in the league last year. Even under Van Gaal, they had very they were very tight at the back. Yeah. You know, so and you know, I, I've ridiculed Chris Small and how limited he is in the ball on several occasions. But if you haven't, you know he he is a good he's a good defender. If you know you know at number one job, he, he is a decent defender. So it it is quite strange that they've become so yeah that they look so shocking at the back at times. Mm. Um, You know, I don't trust Lindelof. Boy, he is. His confidence has obviously been affected, and he was always a bit rash. Anyway, he's the kind of player you love to watch because, but like, he has you on the edge of your seat, and you don't want to be on the edge of your seat when you're watching a defender. (laughs) You know what I mean? So um, yeah, like it was weird the other day. I wouldn't say that like defensively United were really bad the other day, but then like one massive. I thought Sari dropped dropped a, a bollock big time by picking uh, Morata above Giroud because it, it it was like they didn't really have it like they did you know Smalling had Morata in his pocket and Lindelof wasn't up against a direct opponent so yeah it, it was it was a hard they weren't that bad on Saturday defensively I don't think you know losing a man from a corner that's not a whole that that's an individual error as far as I'm concerned might say Lindelof didn't react quickly enough from for the rebound for the last final goal, but that might be uh, being a bit harsh. Um, I, I do think, though, I saw a very good uh, argument, actually, and I think it's true. Mata, Mata should probably play a lot of the games against the lesser teams in the centre, because that's when you need his creativity.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It, it was a bit weird bringing him in for a game against a big team like Chelsea, because that's where you think you might need an extra man in midfield, but he was obviously brought in to do that job against Jorginho, and he, he really... He stifled uh, Jorginho's game big time. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I think think you're right, Anthony, though. You know, Mata and Martial have to get a run in the team now after that because uh, Mm. Martial was just, his two finishes are absolutely lethal. I've been really harsh on him at times as well. I've never doubted his ability. It's just kind of whether he has the attitude to push himself or not. But, you know, give the yeah. run in the team and, and you know, hopefully he can he can start to show what he can do. Because his first season at United he was our best
3: player. He I, I remember that goal game. he scored against us, Pete, when um, in that three one win against us at Old Trafford and he he yeah. scored that famous goal, didn't he? And yeah. I remember what Civic and Bloody Ella they've they've sounded of an absolute worldie there, you know, for a young lad to have finished so confidently in such a big game. He he he's got the ability. It's just as I say, it's that confidence with him, isn't it? You know?
0: Yeah, well he can almost be guaranteed he'd be out of the side for the uh, yeah. game in midweek.
3: Uh,
0: Carl, what about Chelsea then? They weren't great. Uh, Sarri wasn't too happy with their performance, but they still got a point and they still remain unbeaten.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think they would have been confident when they'd into that game this weekend at uh, home. They'd have been too strong for United. Um, so they, they may feel that um, two points dropped the way they've been playing. Um but they'll take it, won't they? I mean, that I say, no one was really kind of shouting. You know, no one knew what really to expect from Chelsea um, under a new manager um, this season. So I think for them, they'll be happy that they managed to get that. You know, that last minute. I mean, that'll be a boost as well for them, the confidence boost, and it shows they got a little bit of spirit there. So they're, they're, they're trotting along nicely, aren't they? And and they'll be confident where they are. And their main issue there is keeping that is Hazard fit and keeping him playing and on fire because while he's in the side then you'd Chelsea can give anyone a game but if he suddenly drops off the pace then you know Morata doesn't seem to be the answer up front for him and that's probably going to be the position that if they if something's going to cost Chelsea this year it could be up front where they don't really have a prolific goal scorer, because it only takes Hazard to have a few off games, you know, or pick up an injury, and then you kind of do wonder where the goals are going to come from in that side. But they're still unbeaten. Sorry, you know, you have to say he's got and playing some decent football, so they'll be confident now, you know, and obviously, you know, the, the shame for them is that Europa League, because that, that, that really does put the spanner in your works when you start getting those Thursday night games keep coming thick and fast, so They'll have to see how they go with that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Barkley seems to be playing pretty well as well. And we've given him lots of stick in this podcast. And uh, obviously, he didn't uh, get any kind of game time under Conte. But he seems to be finding a place in the side under Sarri.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we had high, you know, when well, the first few times I saw Barkley for Everton, you kind of thought they, they always looked like there was a real good player there. Um, and then he kind of lost his way, didn't he? It looked like he found a place at Everton all of a sudden and he had a good start. For a season then he's you know suddenly lost his way and became inconsistent and you'd suddenly see him one week and think yep this guy's this guy could be brilliant then the next week oh no actually you know i'm not so sure um wasn't sure about the move to chelsea you know didn't know whether he'd get the games there or whether that would end up being a great move for him but as you say looks like sari's you know getting something out of him back in the England squad and had a decent game against Spain. Um, So you can see him potentially maybe he's maturing a little bit, a bit more confidence now, and maybe we'll see the sort of player everyone thinks is there start to blossom Um, because there's no doubt the talent's there with Barkley. You know, you can see it when he's on fire, he's dangerous. So, you know, maybe you know, sorry can get the best out of him, and Southgate gets him in regular to that England team. Then maybe we're about to see the real Ross Barkley come shining through. Yeah, but lads, I'm not like
1: I he he is like he's definitely fair play to him. He's he's doing well, but like I I think you kind of have to be realistic here. He, okay, he scored a, a close range goal at the end. Fair play to him, but that was
2: one of Chelsea's biggest games of the season. And Kovacic started ahead of him.
0: Well, I'm, he's I'm, still I'm got to
2: step it up, isn't he? He's yeah, still got a lot to prove. There's no doubt about it. It's not like he's made. You know, it, I think with Barkley, he still has a lot to prove. I think and and a long way to go. But I think this form he's showing now, so you can start to see that maybe there's a bit more maturity now, yeah. and he's suddenly going to find his feet. You know, got his fitness back and looks starts to look fit again. And so maybe this will be a kick well, on. You know? Yeah, he right, the more game right. time. Is he better? Yeah,
1: would you start looked, him ahead of Kovačić, though? I wouldn't, now personally.
0: No, I don't think you would. But I just think it's interesting that he's actually getting some game time. I mean, yeah. under Conte, there's no chance he would have gotten into the into the squad even for the game against United. you know what I mean? So yeah, but, he's on the pitch and he's there, and he's he, he's yeah. popped up with two goals now. It's uh, it's,
1: it's nice lost his cheek. Not that she can't get into the squad yeah, now. You know, so, sure. It's one English player does well, the other lad's going out. You know? Swings
0: and roundabouts. Uh, Peter, while yeah, you're right. there, let's uh, a quick mention <laughs> about the Juve game then in midweek. Juve, um, their unbeaten run came to an end at the weekend. Ronaldo's going to be back for this game as well. How do you rate United's chances?
1: Yeah, I think they drew. I think it was their winning, Sam. Their oh, yeah, winning sorry. run came end. But how do I rate United's chances? Ah, oh, easy. 3 nil, I'd say. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. No, listen. It's... it's It's hard to say. Look, it's it's hard to say. It depends which Man United turn up, really, doesn't it? Like um, our performances at Old Trafford this season have been dismal, which which is quite quite strange. Um, Normally, you know, it's always been the other way around. We might struggle away from home, but apart from the West Ham game, you know, we've actually been decent. We've put in probably our best performance of the season away from home. So, yeah, look, look, it's hard. It's hard to say. Like, if they. If they play the way they have for the majority of this season, we'd be comfortably beaten. You know, I I, I do kind of apart uh, before the civilian match, I would always fancy our chances in European games against teams like Juventus with, with Mourinho there because he he will always, you know he you know love him or hate him, you can't doubt he's he's pretty tactically astute. He he'll he'll, find he'll know yeah he'll know yeah he'll try and grind something out. It won't be you know gung ho. um, kind of stuff as you were saying earlier on but yeah it's just it's so hard to to gauge Man United because you know they've played their last two games terrible in the first half really good in the second half so it's, it's just it's like a box of chocolates (laughs)
0: <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Uh, and let's chat about Liverpool then. They were away at Huddersfield and won 1 nil. Uh, another win, a clean sheet, a goal for Salah. It's all good for Liverpool, is it?
3: Yeah, it's, it's you know, it, I, I don't know if any of you caught the game. It wasn't a classic. It certainly wasn't one for the neutrals, like. Um, but, you know, I, I was watching it and it was a really dogged performance um, from Huddersfield. And I, I said, said to a few of the lads before the game, I wasn't actually 100% confident because I'd looked at Huddersfield in the previous two games against Spurs and against Burnley, and they the look have a bit more fight, you know, go. You know, where did they be previously be getting skittled uh, earlier on in the season, conceding four and five goals, the, you know, they weren't conceding as many, they were, they were putting a lot of bodies behind, you know, uh, in front of goal, pressing hard, and, and trying to hit teams on the break, they were a bit unlucky against Spurs at times, uh, unlucky not to win against Burnley, um, so I, I wasn't 100% confident, but, you know, we 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 got the job done again. You know, there was there was a couple of moments of quality. Um, I thought Chiquiri was brilliant in the game. Um, part his the to free and when he dropped deeper as well, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Uh, his little ball into um into Salah was 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 perfect. weighted perfectly. And to be fair, it, for a fella who's not on top form, it was a really belted of a finish from Salah as well. So, yeah, I, I can't really complain. I mean, for me, I, you know, as a Liverpool fan, you know, I, I think. The most um, impressive thing on the pitch which was Joe Gomez's performance again. You know, he shunted out to right back and you know in in place of Lovren, but he he just looks he, he looks up there with Van Dijk on the pitch at times. He he's really composed, reads the game well, and um, he he just like there was a moment where Huddersfield were breaking, it was almost like a two on one, and he held his line perfectly and read the game, didn't panic at all, and he snuffed out the pass, and it it was absolutely top class defending from someone so young. So. I think we can get better um, going forward. We have to be um, in certain games a bit more fluid, a bit more creative. But with Lalana coming back in as well, you know, there's, there are encouraging signs there that hopefully we can find an extra gear. Um, Mane didn't play, which, which I was actually quite pleased about. He needs a bit of a break. Um, Firmino got a bit of a break, which was nice. So, yeah, you know, fingers crossed. You know, we 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 can find that extra gear going into the next few games.
1: I saw Wagner come out after and said that. Uh... He thinks he the Huddersfield fans are the are the best in the league, and I, I have to say, whenever I see, um, whenever I see them play, like the John Smith is absolutely rocking, and it's uh, a great
3: atmosphere there. Yeah, yeah It's wonderful. I,
1: I saw Daniel Story wrote in his, in a, on Football 365 today that they've, um, they've taken they've had 121 shots there since midway through last season or something, and do you know how many goals they've scored from 121 shots at home?
3: Four. Less than five, yeah, yeah so one, like,
1: one, one goal. <laughs> so, oh, so, like, can you, can you like, imagine how mad many goals they actually saw goals and stuff going in? You know, so
3: well, are, bad, do you know what though? are but like, do you know? what though, Pete? They're not a bad. You know what? I actually, yeah, we, we, we've given them some stick, haven't we, this season? Like, you know, dead of relegation. But the last, yeah. the last three games, if they can play like that against some of the teams around them, uh, you know, did they show that sort of fight and spirit then? You know, they, they, they've got half a chance. It's just a, you, you, you worry about the quality, don't you? There, That's the thing, you know.
0: Looking ahead to Europe in midweek then, aren't uh, Red Star Belgrade up next? Confident enough going into that?
3: Yeah, it, it, it's one of them fixes, isn't it, Red Star? You, you just don't know what to expect because they're absolutely mental as a football club, aren't they? So it, 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 I don't know. I mean, like I, I'm confident we've got the quality to beat them. Um, but it, it could just be one of those games where they, they, they absolutely come out and fly at us and give us a really good game. But having said that, I look, looked at them against PSG um, earlier on in the group and they looked absolutely dismal in that. Was it 6-1 they got these against PSG or something like that? So, I'd like to think we'd have too much for them on the day, to be totally honest with you. But, um, you know, you, as a Liverpool fan, you can never be sure, you know.
1: I know what to expect, Anthony.
3: go on. Flares, lots of fucking flares. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but no pyro, no party in it, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> uh, Carl, let's chat about uh, Spurs then. They went to West Ham, they won 1-0 and continuing their best ever start to a Premier League season. I think there was a lot of doom and gloom going into this uh, with the delays at Wembley and the
2: no signings and all the rest of
0: it. But it's all working out pretty well. Are you are you happy considering considering all that's gone on?
2: I think, yeah, uh, any Spurs fan who's probably would say they're not happy at the moment. Um, I suppose you have to look at it realistically at the moment. You say we haven't had a home ground for a while. um, And unfortunately, just at the point that White Hart Lane was finished, we we were making it a real fortress. So to have gone now a season and a bit without a home ground and done as well as we have there, then you can't moan too much about that, you know. We all thought we might sign at least a couple of players. We didn't. That that didn't set a good tone for the start of the season. We was all worried about the you know World Cup you know hangover for most of our key players, and it's really bizarre because yeah, at no point this year have we set the world alight yet, um, and we're we're kind of just grinding out results, which is a good sign because then the view could be that once we do start playing some decent football, you know, hopefully we should be all right. We've got quite a few key players missing at the moment as well. You know, if you look at the absentees um, that are not there, that we're, you know, the fear about not having the real squad depth and, you know, we're missing some key players there, but managing to kind of scrape results without them, then there are some encouraging encouraging signs to so look forward to. You know, we're quite nicely placed. And if it weren't for those two really poor games against Watford and Liverpool, then, you know, who knows, you know, we may possibly or could have been top. And then everyone would have been like, well, where's the crisis here? Um, I think the real issue comes, I think you still kind of, you're happy, but you've got it in the back of your mind that, you know, we are still looking at, you know, a cane injury away. Yeah, you know, you're kind of sitting there thinking you're a cane injury away from being really in trouble up top because you haven't got a striker to come in. Um, A run of a couple of bad results again starts setting the jitters going. And we know it's a long season with Champions League and that kick, you know, the group stage is going. So, you know, you're you're always sitting there thinking, OK, yeah, we're not playing great, but we're winning. But at the same time, a couple of defeats now really teeters this the other way. Um, but we'll take it. You know, listen, best start. We're a couple of points off the top, sitting nicely where we are. And I think, again, most Tottenham fans, if you ask them this year, would probably say, until we get solidly in that new home ground, if we can just consolidate top four, and which at least gives us a chance of keeping players like Kane and that, then we'd take it. So we've got to be happy right now. Um so yeah, we'll see what happens. There's lots of talk of some signings in January, but yeah, yeah, I was
0: going to say, Potch has said that he's going to sign people, but then are going to sign people in the summer. It, may, it seems mad that you'd sanction moves in January when
2: you. And maybe the backlash has caused them to kind of have a rethink. You know, maybe there is that view of like, well, look, yeah, hold on a minute. You know, we we do actually probably need to do something here, uh, and the fact that you know. Teams have started so well. You know, Liverpool, they went out, they strengthened the areas that they needed to. And you can see the benefit they're getting from that now. Um, So maybe there is that fear that, well, actually, yeah, if we don't strengthen here, then we could really be in trouble. Because that was always the, you know, that was always the gamble Levy would take by not signing someone, which is they're basing everything on this new stadium of being in the Champions League and having Champions League football there. And that's real egg on your face. If you've, you know, you go into that new stadium with no Champions League football, then what you know, that is real egg on the face time. So maybe they realize that, yeah, we, we may have to get the checkbook out, whether we like it or not, just to bolster this team. And especially with the injuries totting up at the moment. So, you know, who knows if they pull some off, but listen any Spurs fan will tell you that we're always linked and rumoured to be going and signing someone. um, And Levy suddenly pulls the purse strings shut and says, actually, no, I think we'd be all right. We've got Sissoko we can bring on. So we we won't get too excited just yet. Can I ask you a question, mate? Yes.
1: Like I'm looking at, at Spurs at the moment though, and I know they haven't been great. But one thing I've noticed, I don't know if you'd agree with me, it's not really a question, I suppose, but I, doing more of an observation. I
2: look at Lamella and Mora this season, and I think they are like new signings. Well, Mora was always, we were, all, everyone was always saying Mora was going to be like a new signing this year because the fact that he'd got a pre season under his belt, we'd really start to actually see what kind of player we had there. Um, and Namela's start to the season has been really encouraging. You know, he's been there six seasons now, so you know he, he's had enough time to settle in. And now we really need to see something from him. But no one could moan about the start he's had. He's starting to actually look like he could fulfil the potential that we brought when we you know we spent the money we did on him. Um, because, yeah the big issue there is keeping him fit um, because he is another one of those players who picks up a lot of injuries. Um, and again, if we go back to Spurs, you know, there is a lot of doom and gloom and there's a lot of doom and goom around Kane, you know, and his performances, but the guy's still got five goals and there's two off, mm. two off the top. So again, if we start flyering and he starts finding his shooting boots, then again, you're sitting there going, well, actually things are not too bad when you look at where we are, you know, as you say, I think we mentioned before we started, the similarities between us and Liverpool, you know, each team is is really there at the moment.
3: The thing yeah. is, Carl, as well, what I've noticed about Liverpool and Spurs as well, like they, a lot of the neutral fans have probably expected them to do what they've been doing for the last 12 months, which is skitling teams and winning three and four nil and playing this ridiculous free-flowing football. But, as you mentioned, there's the World Cup hangover. There's, there's different ways of adapting. Teams can get a bit more savvy against you. You're not going to win every game like that, are you? And the, the fact that, you know, both both teams can grind these results out and you've got such solid defences, it's actually quite encouraging, isn't it?
2: Yeah, there is a lot to be encouraged about because, as you say, if everything starts to click into gear and we can get players like Ali and Ericsson back and they're, you know, starting to fire um, the way we know they can play, then... And again, they say if if they bolster in January with just a couple of players that could be the right players to add a bit of competition and bring a little bit more to the to the side, then you never know. You know, this could be a surprising year where, who knows? Maybe what Tottenham fans really want a trophy could be coming. But I I've, I've say, as I said earlier, I think if you speak to most Spurs fans, if we can just tie up that top four then we'll be happy. Obviously, one thing that could be a worry at the moment is the managerial jobs that are up for grabs or could be up for grabs um, now because, obviously, we know Pot will be linked again to those jobs and, obviously, that's a real key factor of keeping him at the club because what he's done...
1: Oh, let him go. Let him go to a big club.
2: (laughs) We've had, like keep... had your keep. We...
1: Let him go. Well, that, that and again,
2: <laughs> but that is the real honest fear that people, you know, you do sit there and think again, you know, we've he put that statement out before the summer about wanting to be brave and get some players in, and then we didn't, and you kind of feel, would that piss him off? Um and push him over the edge. So we just have to make sure that, you know, and maybe Levy seeing some of those jobs coming up has suddenly said, Well, January, you can have some players in January. Um We'll have to see. But it's not all doom and gloom, that's for sure. It, there's certainly, you know, it felt like that and it did feel like that at certain points. But if you take everything into account, we, we're sitting we're sitting in a good place at the moment and it can only get better.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, a quick mention on the Champions League. Actually, Carl, were, were you at the Barca game?
2: I went. Um, it was a cracking atmosphere. Not as good as the Madrid game for me. I thought the Madrid game was better. But we were just, a, you know, that that side was a different quality of team, you know, yeah. when you've got players like Coutinho pulling the strings and Messi is just, you know, phenomenal. You well, know, the guy can t- just be standing Messi, still. I,
0: mean, I don't know if any, of, any uh, of the rest of us have seen him play live.
2: Just an absolute beast. Oh, because, yeah. like I say, he can be standing still when you're sitting there thinking, OK, well, he's no danger because he's over this side of the pitch. He's He doesn't look interested. And before you know it, he's picked the ball up. He's beaten four men. And, you know, he scored and you're suddenly like, where did that come from? Because he was just over there a minute ago and he didn't even look interested. And he now really, you know, he doesn't run around like a lunatic. He just waits. He knows where to be. He picks his moment and everything he does just oozes class. You know, if if you were going to pay to watch somebody, he would be the one player that you'd happily pay over the odds to go and see because everything he does he means it you can tell he knows what he's doing and it comes off when he does it you know nothing he does is a fluke or a mistake you know you re- that guy just oozes class and they'll i'll tell you what if someone comes along who's better than him then wow what a footballer that's gonna be yeah yeah and yeah.
0: can they get uh, back on track tonight or sorry and can they get back on track against psv do you think
2: Yes, I think this is the real key. I mean that game is a, you know, that game is key now. We can't afford to drop any points against PSV or Inter Milan in the home game. You know, and obviously the shame for us with Messi being out for three weeks is he misses both inter games and obviously we were hoping that he he would do the business and turn them over. But they, if they drop points against PSV this week, then I think we'd be looking at You know, going out the group stage, to be honest, because, you know, we should have won that first game, um, which would have set us up nicely. We knew we potentially would lose that second game, but the first one was a real blow because we should have had the points on the board. So they can't make any mistakes, you know, this week with that game.
0: Uh, we didn't even mention West Ham of course so uh, obviously obviously they lost but they uh, they look much improved peter uh, not so long ago we were pretty much writing them off and wondering if they'd get any points by christmas but uh, they might be revising their sort of targets for this season now
1: yeah no they they definitely they gave spurs a game there's no doubt about it it wasn't an easy win um, like i'd say um i'd say Carl and a lot of other spurs fans were, were toasting Hugo Lloris after the game He made a couple of Cracking saves, and um, he'd made he's made a couple of rickets, you know, even in the World Cup final, and then a couple of dodgy moments on the pitch, not just off the pitch this, this uh, so far this season. Um but he he looked back to his best the other day, and and you need a top goalkeeper if you if you're going to get um if you're if you're going to win games like that. Like it was a London derby, so like I think it, you know they're always feisty affairs, them games. So uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a good win, and West Ham definitely look a, a lot. Um, a lot better. They look kind of like they're they should finish in around kind of mid table, which is about as good as it's going to get for them, really. So um, yeah, they look a lot better. Yarmolenko's out for six months now, though he he ruptured his, his Achilles tendon. So I think that they've a bit of a midfield injury crisis um, at the moment. The shock horror Jack Wiltshire's out injured as well. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like yeah, he does seem to be improving them. Um, Pellegrini, and I think you'll get them playing decent stuff as well, so uh, yeah, no, I, I'll go proper funded here and say they'll be fine. They'll be <laughs> <Grunt>. uh,
0: still <laughs> lots to come on the show. We'll chat, of course, about cities drubbing over, over Brighton and uh, Cardiff and Fulham, which was the most fun game of the weekend. Who saw that coming? But first, uh, let's do a quiz. Uh, as it's going to be the uh, the classic, lads, I'm afraid. It's the I name a bunch of teams that a player has played for, and you tell me the player based on the teams that he's played for. So uh, just say your name when you think you have the answer, and I'll go to you, and uh, if you're wrong, stay out until we've gone around the houses. So uh, let's see. Team number one that this player played for was Gunthorpe United. Peter. Peter.
1: Joe Hart. No.
0: You're very confident with that one.
1: Well, he's in the news at the moment. I thought maybe you know. Yeah, yeah. Anybody you else? are quite lazy,
3: Sam. So that I thought. Is oh, don't that is true. That is
0: true. Anybody else with that one? Well, we'll move on. Uh, Liverpool.
3: And. And. Um, it, it's one or two players, and it could end up badly. I'm going to go for Ray Clements. No. Oh, nah. that's the <laughs> damn it! God, damn hey, it. Can, you, can you
1: WhatsApp me the other player,
0: Anthony? No. <laughs> <laughs> we <going> off you. <laughs> All right. Well, you're going to have to be very quick now. Club number three, Hamburg. Peter. Hans. Peter. Peter.
1: Kevin Keegan. It was
0: Kevin Keegan. Yeah, Kevin
3: Keegan. Oh, I, thought there, <laughs> I thought you were going for a sneaky one there, mate. You know, thought uh, you were going for a sneaky one with Ray Clements, You bugger.
0: it. Uh, right then. Player number two started his career at a club called Sogendal. Oh, no? Okay, fair enough. Uh, then he played for Tromso. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: No, you know, that's not no, Is this Noddy? Is, is this Noddy? Is it Noddy? <laughs> I'll, <see. is> <laughs> uh, I'll keep going, I'll keep going. Peter, uh, Peter, Peter, Peter. John Arnerisa.
0: No, it wasn't John Arnerisa. Uh Club number three, and this one will surely give it to you. Bran. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: that's Denmark, isn't it? No. Uh, P- Peter. Peter.
0: P- Peter Schmeichel. Alt. No, it wasn't. Uh But the next one might help. Chelsea. Alt. Oh.
3: Oh, and, and. I got out for, is it to André Flo?
0: That's an unbelievable shout. Very good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. get <laughs> it. Went all round then after that. Went to Rangers, Sunderland, Siena, uh, a club called Valerenga, Leeds United, Milton Keynes, and then finished up back at his first club, Sogndal again.
1: He was great. He yes. was great to watch back in the day, wasn't he? A big Tor André Flo. yeah. Yes, big Andre Flo, yeah. Brother yeah.
0: played for Wolves, I think. Uh, right then, <laughs> final one. Uh, and this is a tough one, I think. Began his career at. Valur. No. Then went to oh. PSV.
2: Carl. Carl. Van Nistelrooy. No.
1: Then he Peter. did... Uh, Peter. No, sorry. Go on. Go
0: on. Then did uh, a quick loan spell at K.O. Reykjavik before going to Bolton Wonders.
1: Peter. Peter. Ida like right. Johnson. It was Ida Johnson. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: Well done, Thanks mate. On the board. Uh, right, we'll come back to that again in a little bit. Let's move on and chat about City then because they... Battered Brighton five nil. Um, one thing I've been thinking about, you guys kind of talked about it earlier about how Liverpool and Spurs have been quite similar, and I suppose you throw Arsenal in there as well. You know, they 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 they're all starting really really well with great results, um, and they're kind of they're they're a bit like you know the way ducks uh they'd be moving their feet really fast under the water but they're calm on top like it all looks very well like points wise and all the rest of it but they're really having to work very very hard for it duck that city are is basically in a boat it's not doing any work at all it's just like ease and hop into the distance it's, it's, it's still there there about it's at the same level as all those other ones but you just it just seems like they're about to like kick the accelerator and just sail off into the distance is that fair <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh well <wow. laughs> if you were a Premier League manager that would be like the headline Will be he's lost the plot now yeah, he's I, talking I, about
3: I, 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 I might put that, is that, your, that you, is that your Nigel Pearson moment no. mate that's exactly it I've had a mental break anyway that's what I'm saying
0: Man City Man City this is it right Man City are a duck in a boat the rest of <laughs>
3: Oh, dear, me! <laughs> Give me a minute there, mate. Give me a minute. <laughs> All right, I'll just ask a
0: bit of question then. Loads of goals from different scorers. De Bruyne is back. Sterling rested. A clean sheet. Uh, are they pretty much going to start pulling away from those other teams? Was what I was trying to say with the old duck story.
1: <laughs> yes, um, I, I, I think, personally, <clears throat> they're the only team I can see running away with the league. I'm not, I'm not saying Liverpool and Chelsea... Um, who I would see as the two main contenders don't have a chance by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying I don't see Chelsea or Liverpool running away with it. If you know what I mean. Um, if they are to come out on top, which I do think, I'll be honest, City will in the end. I just don't think Liverpool and Chelsea have it in them to really run away from the pack, but City do because they're just making mincemeat of of the teams in and around them. Like they're, I don't
2: know how that's that's it's, not the it's five clean sheets. Sorry? Five clean five clean sheets in a row as well, aren't they? So they're not just scoring loads of goals. They ain't actually even conceding any at the moment. So you kinda sit there and feel, well, if they if they if they don't concede, there's there's only one result coming in most games for them, and that is gonna be a free four nil drubbing of someone. Um, I know Spur, we've got those coming soon at home and that's one game I'm really not looking forward to because, you know, we, we've been grinding out results. But that's one game where I can't even see us managing to grind a result, to be honest, because they're so powerful with the options they've got. I think they're just going to blitz most teams now. And if they, and as I say, if they add that ed- added bonus of being secure at the back, then the rest of us have got no chance. To be honest, I, I
1: think what what really hit. There's a couple of things that really hit me during that game. Actually, um, it, it made me think about the last pod, and um, when the lads were Danny and and uh, Ant were talking about Liverpool, and they they were saying that you know Liverpool lacked creativity from the three men behind their front three, and like you look at cities, like you wouldn't call Bernardo Silva and. Uh, David Silva kind of you know players you typically put into a you know a three-man midfield but like this creativity that they have in that team you know it, it's one like most other teams have one good player and you'd say okay double up in them you'd nearly need to double up against five players off Man City's team yeah you know? that's the thing um, yeah. and like like how many other teams could absorb an injury to the likes of De Bruyne and still be smashing teams 5-0 all the time like it and Kane and gets you got a, for Spurs or Salah gets yeah, right. Liverpool. Yes, right. You know, yeah, it, it, that's just, pretty, it, Shows the unbelievable class that they have. Especially and then, as well. look, Pete, like when you
2: consider as well, they've got a fullback who's the top assist in the league at the yeah. moment. So yeah. it's not not even just those attacking players. They have got fullbacks yeah. that can tear you tear you apart and cause havoc. So, it's all over the pitch, isn't it? And they've also. Yeah, I think played. they were
1: lucky, though, a little bit with the, like, there's no doubt company, I don't even think it's a question, company should have been sent off, and it's not the first time, like, remember the Leicester game last year, I think he took similar situation, he took, well, not similar challenge, but he took Vardy down in the opening couple of minutes, and, and he got away with it, like, Vardy was clean through on goal, so company's been a great player over the years, but I think he's kind of, his time at the very top is, is is probably over but the, the thing that i even thought even, even if he had been sent off i've seen city down to 10 men before and still have like 65 75, 70% possession i still think they would have won that game two or three nil even if they that's the thing beat
3: that's it, isn't it? Even if they were down to 10 men, you'd still fancy them to spread the play and just switch it and and just have far too much for the likes of Burnley on the day, wouldn't you? You know, I mean, they did ride the luck in that game. You know, there was also for the second goal, the ball was blatantly out as well, wasn't it? By about a foot, um, which the Lions were miss. So they got a bit of luck against Burnley at times, but you just can't. You're looking for like little chinks of light, you know, in the armour, which, which, which just ain't there, is it? You know, they are just like on, on a different level altogether, I think, at the moment. And it is possibly the first time I've looked at the Premier League and for bloody hell, you know, it, it, it could theoretically be a one-horse race for a few years. Um, not on paper, Liverpool and, and Chelsea and, and Tottenham are still on touching distance, but really, you know, you, you you just fancy City to go on with, with the depth that they've got. You know, you, you mentioned De Bruyne being out, but Gundogan is injured at the moment, not playing. Sterling was rested. You know, they, they're just so, like, just so strong in that squad, so much quality as well. It's unbelievable. You're almost under repeating yourself, don't you, when you talk about them as well? It's yeah, the thing.
0: It is mad. Like I was trying to say
3: boring. D- it is boring yeah but like I was trying
0: to say with my duck thing earlier you know you've got Spurs, <laughs> Spurs with their best start ever you've got Liverpool it must be close to their best start ever in the Premier League as well if, if it, it is, is our
3: best start yeah, yeah, yeah it
0: is. And, and you've got uh, Arsenal I don't know what the result's going to be tonight because the game's on as we're recording but could have I think nine wins in a row if they win tonight in the Premier League you know it's an incredible start from all these other teams and yet still while they might be just in, in touch with points you'd you still say that they're miles behind <laughs> City
1: Oh yeah. yeah, it's only ending one way. I, 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 like, I don't mean to be. Yeah, I, I just can't see it ending other any other way um, than City, than City winning. And I think by, I just, I really hope there is a title race. I hope Liverpool don't win it, but like, I really hope there is some form of a title race this year because it, it does get a bit boring. Although I do think that the the, the battle for the top four could look really interesting, but.
3: The, yeah,
1: I, yeah. I, I think I think they'll run away with it sooner
3: or later. Like so, somebody's please. Oh, it, it's not good for the league, I don't think. If it's a, if it's a one horse race, I mean, like you know, a, a lot of the journalists in the Bundesliga say, like the, the really interesting thing is who's going to finish second in the Bundesliga. But like you look at Bayern Munich, and well, and
1: maybe not
3: this year, <laughs> but yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah, in previous seasons, and they don't yeah. really look like we're in the Champions League, have they? I know they got to they got to the semi-finals, but you know when you've come against serious opposition. You haven't been able to do it, you know, and it's I, a, it's I, I just a, don't think it's good for the league, really, having just a one-off race well, every it, season. It, I mean, it's know. a really
1: good point, but um, like you remember, remember we used to do the Premier League prediction podcast, Sam, when yeah. we used to, do it, and we used to go through the odds for all the games, and like Man City when they play at home now are like twelve and fifteen to one on with a lot of bookmakers, like that. That's Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh, exactly. Between, yeah. You know, and yeah. that that had never been the way in the Premier League. Maybe one to five, one to six, even when Man United were were in their pomp, or, or even Chelsea. You know, so yeah, like it, it. That's what it feels like. It's a good point, Anthony, about about uh about uh, the Bundesliga. For for me, the way I was thinking about the weekend is, it's almost like that gap again. Probably not like this season because Real haven't been great. But you know, you know, for years watching the Liga, it was just like if. You know, it almost became born apart from seeing Messi and Ronaldo kind of trying to outscore each other. It was all just fives and sixes every week. And that's the way you feel when City come up against, you know, like 80% of the teams in the league now. And then even when they come yeah. up against most of the top four, like, you know, they could easily go and pump them as well. So it's, yeah, it's they're they a, a different class. Like, there's no doubt about it.
0: It's an interesting one, though, because while you say, Ant, it's bad for the league, and I think... Yeah, it's not great if they're going out and pumping teams like Brighton five nil all the time and Peter, as you say, they could probably beat some of the other top four as well. But the the quality of the teams below them, you know, in the sort of in the the top six league, say, and maybe we'll throw United in there as well, but maybe not, uh, are is really, really, really high. You know, they're they're good Champions League size. They're battering other teams in the in the Champions League, apart from Spurs so far, but you know, their, their quality isn't dropping, I wouldn't say. If anything, they're getting better. They're, they've all had their best starts ever, so they're, it's not a problem for them, I don't think, that City, that city are this good, because they're able to keep up. It's just the gap between that top six.
3: That. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm more talking sort of long-term, you know, I, 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 even for City, you know, and, and even perhaps even for the money men of the league. The, the great thing about the Premier League was, you know, as as, um, as Pete said before, even in Man U's era, you know, there was, there was Arsenal and Chelsea around and I, you know Newcastle pushed him close a couple of times in the 90s and there's always been a title race in the Premier League there's always been a couple of teams interested but as as a product and you know and, and long term I think for a few of the other clubs in terms of being competitive in Europe but I just don't think a one horse race in the league is is great and yeah you know second to six looks good and it's plateaued plenty of money in the Premier League pumping in at the moment and even the likes of Everton and Leicester um West Ham are, are splashing the cash but um, it, it, you know it, it, if they're all doing it and the knowledge that you're playing for second only you know it, it actually becomes a bit demoralising I think for some teams when they're playing yeah, the and argument they almost, they almost switch the you off and, don't they, you know yeah the
1: argument was always kind of that like when you know people would say oh you know La Liga is technically better or you know the Bundesliga whatever you'd always say yeah but the Premier League you know anybody can beat anybody in their day that's why the Premier League
3: yeah there. that's it but that's yeah. that's not the case with Man City anymore no, anyone you know? can
0: beat anyone I mean, except for City but uh,
3: I, I, mean, been I remember there. watching uh, watching Barcelona in 2008 the year they won the treble I was um, I was over there for a while and they, they, they beat a team it was Vaila did they, they beat them 6-0 um, at home. and they were 4-0 up inside 19 minutes and you, you're just sitting there thinking this is just mental to 4-0 after 19 minutes and you just switched off then for the rest of the game and it was a bit dull you're just like this is just like watching a friendly no, it was be, just a bit boring to watch you know. to be fair <laughs> this
0: is the most we've talked about City probably ever on the podcast and it's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true, you know, true. They're, they're not interesting to talk about um, I suppose do we expect them to get back to winning ways in the Champions League as well against Shakhtar tomorrow
1: yeah they really yeah. need to step that up don't they because yeah. they've for as much as we've been saying that they've had a, couple, you know, they they were, they only scraped over the line against uh, Hoffenheim. I think it was David Silva scored a late goal, and then the kind of the shock resulted home to Leon. So um yeah, I'd say that would be the one kind of kind of sh- shot you could have at them to say that they haven't been performing in Champions League. And I don't think they've ever really performed that well. I think they got to the semi one year, but. I think they had a kind of favourable draw that time, um, and they were absolutely woeful in the semi against Real. Madrid, yeah, they were.
3: They were know. terrible in that game. Yeah, yeah, they, they were just awful. Didn't
1: show up at all. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I you know, totally. thought it
3: was atrocious. I remember that. Yeah, it was yeah, it kind of have
1: to. Yeah, listen, it, it would it would be a massive surprise if City don't come out of that group because it looks like you know probably the easiest group of all the English clubs. Um, yeah, it, I suppose if they don't get a result, they, they'll be under pressure. But yeah, I. I I can't see them. I think they know they have to win that game now and
0: they'll step up and win it, you know. Uh, Carl, let's talk about a game uh, or at least one that was kind of fun and interesting. And I've got a couple of questions. This is Cardiff 4, Fulham 2. I mean, did anyone see this coming? 2, are Fulham going to go down? And 3, is it time to call Big Sam?
2: (laughs) Answer all of those. Never saw that coming in a million years. Um two, could Fulham go down? There's a possibility if they don't start picking up some points real quick that they just get on a bad, you know, the momentum takes them in a bad place. And three, it's never the right time to call Big <laughs> <laughs> when, 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 funny, when you're... When you're comparing Dyer and Busquets Then you know The man has lost it Completely right now but, but
1: Maybe if you own, own, uh, own A shop that exclusively Sells wine and pint glasses Yeah If, if, time to if
2: you've the got the, the local Chippy for. or kebab house Then you start calling Big Sam <laughs> Go,
3: Goldie chains as well Don't forget the goldie chain Anyways yeah. But, I mean, but it, like yeah.
2: can,
1: can you imagine The players like Going from Going from being managed By like a player A manager Who was just like All about Expansive football. who's <laughs> built a squad to play expansive football? And then big fucking Sam rocks through the door. So, I mean,
0: Shirley You mentioned him earlier, and I mean, this is Shirley a, this or the World Mitch. Cup? Yeah, a World Cup winner, yeah. Shirley going, What the fuck is this
2: guy? Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Hi, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this
2: wasn't a yeah, dream. Um, I was sold.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, Steve. Steve McGovern. That's been on the pod a couple of times now. He started writing a, a new column for for the website. Called Sticker Twist, and he's actually a Fulham fan. If you remember, his first one this week, he actually covered, you know, Jukanovic, and um, there was a tweet in the middle of the in in the middle of the piece. I can't remember who it was from, but it's the projected goals that Fulham will concede this season if they keep conceding the way they are, and it's a hundred and six goals.
2: Well, I if if they defend like they did at the weekend, then they're in big trouble because that was just atrocious, wasn't it? Some of the defending for those Cardiff goals was yeah. shocking. But it's,
0: yeah, it's, it's yeah. mental, isn't it? Because I think we all had such high hopes for Fulham when they came up, and we all saw Cardiff going down. And now, I mean, just to go back to the big Sam thing, I mean, I think we all probably thought that there was a good chance that Sam could be in the Cardiff job at some stage of the season or someone like him whenever things really go to shit with Warnock. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're still shit, but Fulham are even worse somehow.
1: Well, yeah, it's like crazy. The, the thing with to be fair, they're entertaining. Like if if they were on, I'd I'd watch their game all the time because you know there's going to be goals, and you know it's not just that they're going to concede them; they score some great goals as well, and they play some really good football. So, so um, it just, but,
0: was it just that Cardiff did Cardiff have a good day at the office, or is it just a case of Fulham being terrible at the back?
1: No, like I said, the amount of goals they concede, Sam, it's not. It's not something that hasn't happened before. It, it's it's consistently been happen, happening, happening in every game. They, they just he, he needs to, you know, you, you you can't be too idealistic that you just say no. Look, we're just going to play a certain way. I don't think he can in the Premier League, considering the quality he's up against. Like fair play, he got them promoted by playing a certain way. He got them out of the championship playing that way. But it, it's not the right recipe to to uh, To stay up, I I don't think personally. I'm not saying forsake it completely, but you know he has to find some kind of balance between uh, you know the way he wants him to play and also being solid at the back because for for a newly promoted club they just can't they can't keep conceding goals the way they are, or else they they're going to head back down. And I, you know I would have probably had a push if it was a gun was held to my head and I I was told to pick a winner in that game. I probably would have went for Cardiff because. I yep. just think that the way that you know, Fulham de- defend and you know, some decent crowd behind them there, and it, I, I I just I kind of fancied I I knew there'd be goals in it anyway, but I I kind of fancied uh, Cardiff to to get over the line in that one, and because of, of, of their off the opposition's porous in defence, and I I thought Cardiff were actually look they're not you know dares you know, um, Warnock put the route into route one, but still. You know, as Anthony said, I think on the last pod they were actually quite unlucky to lose against Burnley before, um, before the international break. I think it was. So um, I think Cardiff will go down as well. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I, I think I think a, like I don't know, like I I don't know. I haven't followed. Fo- I did. I don't follow the championship very closely. So I, I saw clips of them playing good football last season, and they have looked good this season, but they they, like i said they just need to find some kind of a balance and if it does come to to bringing in another manager um, I, I think there's a basis of a really good attack inside there they probably just need a couple of bodies in in january because the likes of callum chambers and foss Mensa, very young inexperienced players they, you know it's, it's tough for them when, when things are going bad um you know so it's yeah i i think uh yeah, it's going to be tough for them. They really need to sort that out quickly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Adam Pardew, so then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get him <them> in. <laughs> uh, right.
0: That was a good stat there, Peter. What was it? 106 goals they're projected to concede if they keep going the, the way they're going?
1: Yeah, and it's the first... Um, it's There's the 10, 10 best stats piece on the website as well. That's another little plug in there. Yeah, but, but uh, it's the doing first, that? It's the first time since 1961 that Cardiff has scored more than three goals. Uh, in a
0: tough-like game. yeah, Not bad. Uh, well, while we're on that, let's just do a stat of the week.
3: Yeah, again, going back to the Man City thing before, you know, just, it's actually quite demoralising to read it. I think they've only, uh, they've scored five goals, uh, sorry, no, they've won by a five-goal margin ten times in the Premier League since Pep Guardiola's gone in. And you know, you when you when you think he's not even into his is halfway for his third full season, it's that's just a bonkers statistic. It just shows you know, how lethal they are going forward. It just makes you think should we all just go home and just give them the title, you know.
0: One I heard about City was that they've had, they're averaging twenty-two shots a game this
3: season.
1: Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and Burnley Burnley uh, Burnley have given away the most amount of shots in the league as well. So that that game was only ever ending one way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Ryan Sessegnon, first player to score in the Premier League, born uh, in the in the year 2000 or after.
3: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, huh. yeah, crazy. Crazy. Getting old boys.
0: Carl, you got one?
2: I've got a nice one for my for my, for my mate Scott and the West Ham boys, just to kind of like rub it in a little bit more after this weekend. Um the West Ham are without a win in their last eight Premier League London derbies since they beat um <laughs> Chelsea in twenty seventeen, uh December. So that's a nice little stat for them to uh <laughs> add some extra tears to their cornflakes when they're listening to this tomorrow, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
3: I was evil that Carl. I was evil that it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get him in while you can. you got to get him in. Yeah,
0: yeah. You never know what's going to happen. They, they'll uh-huh. be
3: knocking
2: us out of a cup in, in the next week or so. So they'll be a chance. That's probably true. Uh, right
0: then, before we go to Prick of the Week, let's continue our quiz. I think the score is... You're not 3-0 up, Peter, are you? Is it 2-1? Yeah,
1: I'm you? like that calm duck, Sam, at the top yeah, of
3: the... Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you're, a, you're a quacking player.
3: Oh, oh, mate. Hey? No. Go. oh my God! Oh my Jesus! <laughs> do, you want, do, do, do you want to be my prick of the week, mate? Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> Duck off, Ant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Next player, <laughs> uh, the next player began his career at a club called El Nacional. Peter. Peter. Donald Duck. It wasn't Donald Duck. No. Ant. Louis Suarez. No. Uh, then he went on to play for <laughs> Villarreal. Can you say the first club again? El Nacional.
1: El Nacional, okay.
0: Ant. Villarreal. Ant. kill me. No. <sighs> Nobody else? To be fair, he only played twice for Villarreal. Then he went on loan Peter. to... Peter. Peter. Diego Forlan. No. Then he went uh, on loan to Recreativo.
1: Peter. Peter. Diego Godin.
0: No. Then he went to Wigan on loan, and then made the deal permanent.
3: Mido. P- no. Uh, Peter. Peter. Hugo Rod- Rodiega. No. Ant. And. Franco Di Santo. No.
1: No, he went to Chelsea, didn't he? He came to- from Chelsea. Carl.
0: Carl. Not Valencia. It is Valencia. Oh! not there. Oh, uh,
1: uh, V. Oh, uh, very uh, good. Uh, Stolen Carl, in waiting, waiting in the long grass for his
0: third <laughs> uh, Right, what's the scores in the doors now, Peter's on two, Carl? One. One and one, okay, right. Fuck, I'm going to have to find some more funny one of you guys if you get some of these. Uh, right then, uh, next player, began his career at Castellón, making 16 appearances before going to Valencia, where he played for the B side and then went uh, on to the A side and played 230 times for them. He played for more
2: clubs.
1: Cao. Carl. Carl.
0: David Villa. No. Yeah, he played for more clubs. Then he went to Lazio. Peter. Peter.
1: Mendieta.
0: It is, guys. Mendieta. Yes. Very good. He's won it at the death.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then he ended it. up in mi- post-industrial Middlesbrough. <laughs> 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 Where did you live? Valencia, Rome, Middlesbrough.
3: <laughs>
1: I think he actually, I think I read somewhere that he still lives there.
3: Does he? Yeah. Cheap housing, mate. Cheap house prices. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: probably fair. Uh,
0: right, Peter's wrapped it up at the death there. Well done to you, Peter. Just time for prick of the week.
2: Uh, Carl, who have you got? It uh, can only be one person, can't it? It's the uh, Chelsea. Got to be the Chelsea uh, physio, isn't it? who comes steaming on the pitch to give Jose some. I mean, as much as we all like to see Jose given a little bit of grief, that was well over the top. Um, definitely not needed. Uh, it's a good fun, but definitely a prick.
0: Oh, I didn't mind that at all, actually, to be honest. I think, you know, it, it, it happens. You know, you, you score a late, late equaliser like that, and it's Mourinho... Just,
2: I think it was when he hurdled about four people to get onto the pitch. Yeah, yeah. I I think it was doing it on (laughs) the way back that was the
1: killer. Maybe, yeah, maybe. He did it on
0: the Peter, have you got one?
1: Yeah, it was a real toss-up between Paul Pogba, but there's nothing new I can say that I haven't said about Paul Pogba (laughs) about 20 times. So I'm going to go, and everybody saw the match with their own eyes. Um, You know, I, I think it's going to have to be Gary Neville because... He gave Ashley Young the man of the match in the in that game, obviously, which was just <laughs> delusional. Like, Anthony Marshall has scored with two absolute world-class finishes. And, um, well, world-class might be pushing it a bit, but two really, 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 like, class finishes. And, you know, Ashley Young, he hung in there and he kept working hard, but that is not enough to be getting the man of the match uh, award, uh, you know, in, in an elite-level Premier League game. So, uh, the only, I wrote this in my player ratings. Uh, the only logical explanation I can come up why he overlooked Marshall, who produced the two biggest moments of quality in the game, was because, you know the rumour going around that you well, that United players were watching videos of Neville's mistakes when he's been criticising them? Yeah, yeah. Maybe Marshall <laughs> was the one sending stuff around. I don't know. But, uh, Gary, you, you can't be giving somebody the man the match because they worked hard when another fella has... Produced
0: a, a couple of moments of magic. Um,
3: sorry, Gary, you're a prick. What a prick! And <laughs> um, I've gone for a bit left of field this week. I've gone for uh, Marcus Alonso. Um, purely for his his deep conversation he was having with the worms on the floor when his team, you know, when his, his, his team a goal. You know, if you're going to lie down like a sack of spuds on the ground, that's fine. But then don't do like a a Lazarus like recovery as soon as the goal goes into injure the referee. You know, surely he could have just defended the ball in the first place if you actually look where Martial is when he scores he's actually right next to him to where a long two is on the ground r- riving around holding his shin or his knee or whatever well, he thinks well, he says right. yeah yeah just, just, just defend mate you know what I mean your, your team's won the loop don't be don't be a brick you know <laughs> yeah,
0: he was what a fucking brick yeah. alright that's it thanks so <laughs> much uh, thanks Peter
1: alright cheers lads enjoyed that thank you Carl cheers guys that was great
0: thanks and.
3: Cheers, lads. It was a nice one, eh? Cheers.
0: Back again next week. Please do uh, share and comment and subscribe and do all those other things. If you want to support the show, go along to uh, our Patreon page as well. Keep up to date with loads of great content on thefootballfaithful.com. And in the meantime, go duck yourself. See you next time.